Bienvenidos, I'm your host Lore, and this is Creepy Chisme. Warning, some stories and information on Creepy Chisme may be triggering and are not suitable for all, especially young children. Please listen with caution. Thank you. Hola, mi gente. Happy Freaky Friday. We have made it. It's the weekend, y'all. Let's enjoy it. <laughs> I have something really cool to share with you. And actually, as I'm recording this today, today in the morning at uh, it was between 8 and 8.15. Okay. First, let me start with last weekend. Last weekend, I was chilling in my brother's yard and there was a star, a planet. I know it was a planet because they shine brighter than regular stars. It was towards like the right side of me. So I was like, oh, I wonder what planet that is. I'm not really good with astrology. So, so I look to the right and I'm looking at the star and then I kind of like peer over the sky, you know, like, oh, what a beautiful night. It was really nice. It was a beautiful, gorgeous night. This is the perfect view to see a UFO. Not even 10 seconds after I say that. I see this big ball of white light, but it had like a little haze around it. It just appeared in the sky right in front of my eyes. And then it moved like a plane would across the sky. Not across, like just moving along in the sky. And then all of a sudden, I saw three lights shoot out of it. But it didn't shoot across the sky. They just like shot out and disappeared. And I was just like, what? and I like got so excited I called my brother but he was holding the baby so he couldn't come so then his girlfriend came out and she was like what I'm like uh, and I was like trying to explain what I saw and then I'm like let me just stop because no one's gonna believe me like what are the odds that I would see that so then I kind of just stood out there looking and I'm like come on something happened again because somebody said what if it was a shooting star I have seen shooting stars many times in my life it was not a shooting star I've never seen anything like it <laughs> but it was really cool and I was so excited to see that and then I also looked up to the sky and I was like whoever's up there thank you for allowing me to see that so today I'm letting the kids in at school and I noticed this plane is like really low very low and I'm like what the heck you know then off to the side of the plane, I see this silver, I don't know what it was. It wasn't any shape I've ever seen before, but it was so far up in the sky, but I could see the silver of whatever it was shining in the sun. So I tried my best to keep my eyes on it, but you know when you're staring at something for so long and then all of a sudden your eyes start getting like blurry and watery and yeah, that was happening. So I'm like, what the heck? And like, I tried to follow it for as long as I could. And then it just disappeared. I'm not going to say it was a UFO. Either of the two experiences I shared, I'm not going to say it's a UFO, but it was something I can't explain, which is majority of the time what people see, right? Something they can't explain. Now y'all know I love aliens. You know I do. <laughs> so that's what we're going to talk about today on Freaky Friday. I found this interesting story on Facebook. Thank you, Haley, for tagging me. It was interesting and something I have never heard before. Now, we know that the government has been coming out saying things, you know, that UFOs are real. Still waiting for them to say aliens are real as well, but we're not ready yet. But this story, I'm not sure if I believe it or not, because I will say there's not much known about this story. But if it's real, it's pretty cool. 
so I'm going to share it anyway. So this story is about Matilda McElroy. Now, she was a well-educated woman who claims that she communicated telepathically with an alien who was taken from the famous Roswell crash. Yes, the infamous Roswell crash. Now, if you aren't familiar with the Roswell crash in July of 1947, then we can't be friends. Just kidding, kind of. But yeah, so long story short, it's rumored that a UFO crashed onto this dude's property in Roswell, New Mexico, sorry. Now, many saw the crash and were a little confused when the news reported later that evening that it was just a fallen weather balloon. They even showed like little pieces of a torn up weather balloon and people were like, "Uh uh-uh, that's not what we saw. Now, there is so much conspiracy behind this crash, but with the recent news from the government, like I said, about UFOs being real, I'm sure there's more truth behind what people witnessed that day. Now, this strange story I'm going to tell you today was published in 2008, but like I said, not a lot of people know about this story. So, Matilda O'Donnell McElroy was the senior sergeant in the Women's Army Corps Medical Division. She was a nurse, or surgical nurse, I believe. In 2007, she was 83 years old, and she reached out to a UFOologist. I never know how to say that. Is it UFOologist or is it UFOlogist? <laughs> I don't know how to say it. But anyway, so she reaches out to this person and she's like, I got a story for you. And she's like, I'm going to die soon and I don't want to take this to the grave. Now, she does mention that many people were killed to exclude the possibility of disclosing the knowledge that she helped hide from society. So in other words, whatever happened, they were like, if any of y'all say anything, you're dead. And so they didn't even want to chance it. So they killed some people which I truly believe the government really does do that stuff. Only a handful of people on Earth have seen and heard what Matilda has kept secret for 60 years. She goes on to say, All these years, I thought that the powers that be in our government gave me great confidence, although I often suspected that the authorities were very mistaken. Believing that their goal was to protect humanity from the knowledge that intelligent extraterrestrial life forms not only exist, but continued and continue to aggressively control and invade the life of every person on earth every day. The woman assured us that she only chose to share her story because she wants to die through euthanasia and really has nothing else to lose. So she's done, she's just done with life, I guess. I guess you get to a point where you're just like, I'm ready to go. Now, according to Matilda, in July of 1947, mm-hmm, she was the driver of a car that drove a certain military officer Cavett to the crash site of an unidentified object. She was specially sent there as a trained and experienced military nurse. When Matilda and the officer got to the New Mexico desert at the crash site, the women saw the wreckage of a strange-looking ship and the bodies of two aliens. One was dead and the other was alive and conscious. When Matilda tried to speak to a living alien, she suddenly began to receive mental images or pictures in her head. She interpreted this as an attempt at telepathic communication 
When Matilda told Officer Cabot about this, he decided to continue this experience and assign Matilda to this specific alien so that she would watch her and communicate with her, making a full account of everything that she would say or show to Matilda. Because of this, the woman was even promoted and her salary was increased. In the process of further communication, Matilda learned that the surviving alien was female and that her name was Errol. A-I-R-L? Errol? Matilda says, Our communication did not consist of speech in the conventional sense. Indeed, the alien's body did not even have a mouth through which to speak. Our communication was through telepathy. Telepathy. Oh my gosh, why'd I say that? <laughs> Sorry. At first, I could not clearly understand Errol. I could perceive images, emotions, and impressions, but it was difficult for me to express them verbally. Once Errol learned English, she was able to focus her thoughts more accurately using symbols and meanings of words that I could understand. Learning English was a great favor for me. It was more for me than for her. The alien told Matilda that their mission to Earth was of an expeditionary nature and that she was a military officer, pilot, and engineer. She said that their base is called the Expeditionary Force and is located in the asteroid belt. Matilda described Errol's appearance as a humanoid creature whose body was the size of a child. However, it was not a real creature, but rather a bio-robot avatar, whose tissues were made of synthetic material and whose body could be possessed by a higher order being, a real alien. That's creepy. That's creepy. <laughs> that is creepy. Matilda noted that Errol did not give her any information regarding her language or the location of her home planet. She was unsure of the intentions of the military, and this made her refuse to disclose any classified information. Errol called her civilization very powerful, extremely ancient, and above all, their only goal was to progress even more. Matilda asked Errol, how long have you been visiting Earth? To which she replied, long before human appearance. What? I truly believe that. Yes, 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 yes. Sorry, when I get excited, I like repeat things. I don't know if you've noticed that like in past episodes. <laughs> I do, I repeat things a lot. So this is what the alien said to Matilda. The Earth is a small planet on the edge of a galaxy star. This makes the Earth very isolated geographically from the more concentrated planetary civilizations that exist closer to the center of the galaxy. These obvious facts made the Earth suitable only to use as a zoological or botanical garden or for current use as a prison, but nothing more. About 30,000 years ago, the Earth began to be used as a dump and prison for those alien beings who were considered criminals or nonconformists. These creatures were captured, electronically trapped, and transported to Earth from various parts of the old empire. The underground stations where these creatures were kept, or still are, were created on Mars and on Earth in the Renzori Mountains in Africa, in the Pyrenees Mountains between Spain and France, and in the steppes of Mongolia. Sorry if I mispronounced those guys. So Matilda continued to talk to this Errol being, and then at some point, she died. And that was it. She left her avatar body. So there is a book published by Lauren Spencer in 2008, like I said, that shares the entire story from Matilda and her interview with the avatar. However, 
because the story was never checked for reliability or to see that it was true, the book really never sold well. But just reading this article, and this article came from News and Life, Mystery UFO. So News and Life. I don't know what to think. I always make a joke that Earth is like the trailer park of planets. <laughs> and if it's true, this story, then what Matilda is saying, this avatar, that this avatar thinks of Earth, or not thinks of or is saying about Earth, how it's just a place, a dumping ground, then that would mean the many, many stories I've heard from people who communicate with beings are not true because they say that aliens are infatuated with us and we've come a long way and they're pretty like, you know, go humans. But I don't know. What's really weird is how she says that this being is just an avatar, doesn't even have a mouth, and another alien is controlling it. That's weird. That's really weird. I will say, though, for the Roswell crash, recently there is a, like, 20-second, not even, probably less than that, video clip that emerged of people from the Roswell crash site transporting two bodies from the site. And you get a quick glance of them, and they do look like aliens. But I don't know. I don't know. I would love to research more into the Roswell crash, but that is a rabbit hole you have to have time to go through because, there, like I said, there are so many conspiracy theories. I think it was a creepy alien story, so I wanted to share that with you for all my alien lovers out there. <laughs> Remember to go back and listen to this week's episode. It's a creepy ghost story episode, so I hope you enjoy that. Don't forget, find me on social media. If you like this episode or any other episode, make sure to comment Make sure to comment or subscribe. Leave a review. It will help me get recognized and maybe get some more listeners out there in the world just like us. And I'll see you next Wednesday for a brand new episode of Creepy Chisme. I hope you all have a good weekend. Gracias por escuchar y nos vemos pronto. Creepy Chisme is created for entertainment purposes only. Thank you for listening, and don't forget, stay creepy!